Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is 76ers Rewind. Time now to listen back to post-game reaction from the team's most recent game. Is the Philadelphia 76ers postgame show. And the Sixers win on Jimmy Butler with a game-winning triple. Are you kidding me? The Sixers postgame show right now on 97.5 The Fanatic. Great game, great theater at TD Garden. Just not the outcome the 76ers were hoping for on Christmas Day. 121-114, the Boston Celtics knock off the Sixers in overtime as the Sixers' five-game road trip a season long begins with a tough loss. I'm Brian Seltzer. Thanks for checking out the post-game show on this holiday night. Yeah, this one was a, uh, a bummer this evening, but other than that, I hope you've had a really nice, enjoyable, relaxing day. Man, the stars in this game, some of them played just like it, and you'd have to start with Kyrie Irving dynamic 40 points is one thing to get there on 17 of 33 shooting better than 50 percent shooting from the field overall five of ten from outside the arc 10 rebounds three assists just two turnovers an impressive performance by him and certainly right where you go to when you're trying to examine analyze and dissect how this game got away from the 76ers. The Sixers had a great second-half comeback bid. They were up by two points, 108-106, after a Wilson Chandler three-pointer with 36 seconds to go. Irving with Jimmy Butler, an all-league defender, multiple times draped all over him, hit a really impressive step-back jumper, a 13-foot fadeaway that tied the game at 108. The Sixers got off to an encouraging start in overtime, 113-108 with 3.33 left. Well, after that, the Boston Celtics outscored the Sixers 13-1 to to end the game. And the crucial turning point, of course, was when Kyrie Irving hit back-to-back threes with under two minutes to go uh, that vaulted the Celtics into the lead, 118-114. They did not turn back. Irving, his second 40-point performance of the season, 
three points off his season high, spoiling the 76ers' efforts to get their first win of the year over Boston, and also some really excellent individual efforts from the Sixers' own All-Stars. We're talking about Joel Embiid, 34 points, 16 rebounds. Jimmy Butler, 24 points, five boards, four assists, three steals. Thought Jimmy picked up his defense and his overall game, really, as the evening went on. Certainly no easy task for him, having to go up against the likes of his fellow Olympian, Kyrie Irving. The Sixers, they changed things around in that third quarter when the bench began to pick things up. Butler elevated his level of play. Joel Embiid had a fantastic finish to the third, but just not quite enough in the end. The Celtics getting some solid production out of their bench. Terry Rozier at a point of the game where the Sixers were in the lead helped get the Celtics back into this. Marcus Morris, a starter. I feel like, at least me, this is totally me speaking, I feel like I constantly overlook talking about Marcus Morris when these two teams play. He was huge tonight with 23 points. Jason Tatum, 23-10, and 10, the second-year wingman with a double-double tonight for the Boston Celtics. 76ers now 22-13 and 13 with the loss. The Celtics improved to 20-13 and 13 with the victory. Tom McGinnis is standing by. We'll talk to him next, and we'll also replay some of his highlight calls from a dramatic, entertaining but tough outcome for the 76ers at TD Garden tonight. It's the post-game show on the Sixers Radio Network. 97.5 The Fanatic. Club 76 is the official season ticket waiting list of the Philadelphia 76ers. Get priority access for 2019-2020 season tickets by signing up for either Club 76 Elite or Club 76 Free. Other benefits include exclusive 76ers gear and access to special ticket offers and events. For more information, go to Sixers.com slash join Club 76, email Club 76 at 76ers.com, or call 215-339-7676. 215-339-7676. Sixers basketball on 97.5 The Fanatic. Uh, well, it was a really thrilling game at TD Garden tonight. The 76ers and Boston Celtics playing for the 551st time ever. Sixers seemed like they were in a pretty good spot at various stages of the second half and overtime, but that man Kyrie Irving went for 40 points. A really, truly great game by him as the Celtics won in overtime, 121-114. to 114. I'm Brian Seltzer. Tom McGinnis was at TD Garden Tom, I mean, there's some games where you can look at the performance of a player on the opposite side and say, well, maybe could the Sixers have done this, that, or the other thing. Kyrie was great. There were some issues that the Sixers had tonight. Turnovers were a major subplot, but Irving was uh, pretty spectacular. No, he really is. And the Sixers had Butler on him. And, uh, you know, that last sequence at the end of regulation, he almost corkscrewed himself into the hardwood, the way he was dribbling and spinning and trying to get free. And he finally was able to... To get off a shot, it catches a lot of front rim, but trickles in to tie it at 108. And then the, you know, the first shot was a was an amazing three, but the second one, it's like he had just oodles of adrenaline as well, just ran to the line, pulled up, you know, three point shot like a sprint to the arc and and made another one. And you know, he's one of the best players in the world. He he helped win a championship with it with a game winning shot when he was with Cleveland, what now three seasons ago and. The Sixers had no answer for him, and then the efficiency down the stretch in the half court for the Sixers just wasn't there. And let's be honest, they haven't graduated to where they could beat Boston, and not here anyway, and and Irving was just so good, and he turned out to be the best player in the game here tonight. The Sixers played a good road game. They battled time and time again. They just didn't have enough plays down the stretch, and and Boston right now is, let's face it, they're record-wise maybe not so, but overall better than the Sixers, at least in the head-to-head competition. 
Boston knocks off the 76ers, 121 to 114 in overtime at TD Garden. Yeah, the the Sixers bench it did not score in the first half, Tom. But in terms of when we look back at what keyed things and changed the tone in that third quarter, the bench had some really important contributions there. Whether it was Landry Shamit with a three, T.J. McConnell with a basket, a Muscala shot went down, and the Sixers were able to build off that between Butler and Embiid. But not quite enough overall when you look at what the Celtics were able to do without Aaron Baines. They still got a pretty balanced performance when you look down uh, their their stat sheet. Right. Cork Moss had a three in that uh, session that you're talking about, that part of the game. And, you know, I put the box away, but I, I think Boston's bench had 10 more points than the Sixers. Yeah. That plus missed free throws for the Sixers and then, you know, the old bugaboo with the points off turnovers, you know, that those that combination uh, really cost the Sixers. And, uh, you know, even down the stretch, the Sixers, again, every single possession is maximized when you're in overtime. And, you know, they came away empty. And, you know, I kept trying to work on that. But didn't the Sixers lead by three or four in overtime before things swung around with Kyrie making those threes? I mean, I, I recall a sequence where I was saying, boy, Boston needs to get a, a basket here because the Sixers, it was already a two-possession game, and that's when their onslaught started. But that's how quickly it can turn in overtime. That was still with, like, three minutes to go in overtime. And, uh, and they came back to win by seven. So that was... You know, they, they just, it was like they unloaded a stick of dynamite and just blew up the rest of the game and did a tremendous job and came away here. It's a, it's an incredible atmosphere here at Boston, and, and it's hard to sit here, but, uh, boy, you got to tip your hat. They played great. Kyrie Irving, a 40-point performance at the Celtics to help them win it. Yeah, the sequence, Tom, was Sixers went up on a Butler field goal, 112, 108, 335 to go there in overtime. Go. That was the last field goal yep. the team had in the game. They got two free throws after that before Boston went on its run. Looking back, what did you make of the way Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, the 76ers, two All-Stars, played in tonight's game? They played great. I mean, Jimmy, like, to me, it was not just what he did down the stretch but the second quarter he was big and so he was in the third quarter i mean you know he's a guy that can could go out and get a basket and and even if he doesn't score it he's getting a good look and it's you know you obviously have to score the ball but if that's what you're looking for is your you know your opportunities and he's just such a good player he's able to to really uh, get some great looks and then you know you're able, you're putting him on Kyrie, and again he didn't totally stop him but he's the best answer defensively at this point, you know, obviously Covington was the guy who would take that type of uh, assignment in years past against that kind of player, and Covington didn't really have a good playoff against Boston. In fact, he ended up coming off the bench in that series. But now it's Jimmy Butler, and uh, so and Joel was great. It's just Horford does a really good job, and, you know, they swarmed Joel. He, he mishandled the ball in a trap. That was one of the fourth-quarter turnovers, one of the overtime turnovers, and, you know, they took him out of it a little bit late in the game uh, with those double teams. And, uh, you know, so hopefully, you know, the, the Sixers, they use that Celtics, you know, playoff loss as a roadmap for the future. Brett Brown talks uh, a lot about trying to learn from, you know, from these games and going against top flight competition. Well, hopefully this is, uh, you know, this is a roadmap because, you know, they beat Toronto and they've beaten Indiana, but if I'm not mistaken, that's it. In seven games, they've lost five against these top-flight competitors like Milwaukee, like Toronto, and now Boston with two losses too. So, I mean, these are the teams that you're going to, you know, you have aspirations to get into the finals. Well, 
you got to make something happen against these top teams because eventually you're going to have to play them in the playoffs uh, more than likely if if you want to advance beyond the you know the first second round you know you're going to have to meet one of these teams in round two. 76ers fall in Boston in overtime, 121-114. Up next, four straight on the road against Western Conference teams. And we saw the 76ers and the Jazz battle once early in November. It was Jimmy Butler's home debut. He went for a team-high 28 points. But some good subplots, Tom, in that matchup, whether you look in the backcourt, guys like Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell are on the front line with Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert. No doubt about it. And, again, Utah plays tonight against Portland. That's a good scout for the Sixers. They're going to get to watch both of those teams. But I think for the Sixers, you know, they got to have to – you mentioned Donovan Mitchell. I'm like, please, don't start. I'm still recovering from tonight. Like, you're right. I mean, Utah, again, here's another team that you'd think their record would be a little bit better than than what it is. And that was a hard-fought game at the center. To me, you mentioned Butler in the 28 points. He had the game-winning shot in that game. That was a baseline inbound by the Sixers bench, and he gets a layup with like 11 or 13 seconds to go in the game. That provided the, the margin of victory. I mean, we all think of point uh, four to go and buzzer beaters in Brooklyn and Charlotte, which absolutely. But, uh, you know, so that wasn't a walk-off winner, but they don't win that game without those points. So Jimmy was huge uh, in that game and that first Philadelphia game for him uh, in terms of in in the center and yeah this, this is a difficult road trip i mean then you get the clippers and a much improved phoenix team in a back-to-back at the end of the trip and like i said this would have really i thought i catapulted the sixers but they've been resi- resilient and you got to come back and you know kind of regroup a little bit and and fly out west they're going to be with their families tonight and a little bit in the morning before embarking on the rest of this trip and and salt lake city has been a most difficult place to play over the years i mean that's a it's a raucous building, the way it's set up, and uh, it'll be a difficult game to be sure. And, and Utah, led by Quinn Snyder, is always a rugged defensive team, as they have been for years, uh, all these years, you know, led by Jerry Sloan and whatnot, uh, going back a few years. But that's a tough place to play. All right, Tom McGinnis, enjoy what is left of your Christmas holiday. Talk to you on Thursday from SLC. All right, thank you. Good night, Brian. 76ers drop a 121 to 114 overtime decision. The Boston Celtics, thrilling, exciting game. Kyrie Irving sent the game to overtime with a very impressive two-point jumper. He hit back-to-back three-pointers to put Boston into the lead for good in overtime. And the Sixers not able to slow Irving or the rest of the seas down in a seven-point loss to start their five-game road trip. Hey, we apologize for no Brett Brown tonight. We usually have that as a feature on our post-game shows, but the way these things work in terms of radio logistic land, uh, when the game's on national television and not carried by our great friends at NBC Sports Philadelphia, we often do not get the head coach's post-game press conference feed. So that is why you will not hear from Brett Brown tonight. But visit Sixers.com and check the video later on this evening. All right, we'll step aside. We'll get to some highlights and do that next and wrap up the post-game show, Christmas style, here on the Sixers Radio Network. 97.5 The Fanatic. The Delaware Blue Coats have arrived. The Sixers' official NBA G League affiliate is opening the all-new 76ers Fieldhouse in Wilmington, Delaware. Blue Coats games are perfect for business outings and an awesome family night out. Visit Sixers.com slash Bluecoats. That's Sixers.com slash Bluecoats. Tickets start at 10 bucks. Just 10 bucks. That's Sixers.com slash Bluecoats. Join the revolution today. Sixers basketball on 97.5 The Fanatic. 
76ers and the Boston Celtics great theater on Christmas Day. My name is Brian Seltzer. Let's get to the highlights from round two between these two longtime rivals. Well, round two for this season, 551st all-time meeting, and it got off to an auspicious start for the Sixers. Sixers get it back, and they get a three ball by Embiid up and good. So the Sixers get a second chance opportunity, and Embiid gives the Sixers a four-point lead. How about that? Joe with a three-pointer after not attempting a single three his two previous games. The Sixers got up to an early lead, but Kyrie Irving got going. He had 16 points in the first quarter, helping the Celtics to a 32-30-25 advantage after 12 minutes of play. In the second quarter, the Celtics opened up a double-figure lead, but Jimmy Butler was able to find his rhythm. Sixers ball. Boston by six. Butler pull up three for the Sixers. Bottom. Jimmy Butler knocks it out, and the Sixers now with nine from Butler, their fifth main three. And they were down three, 39-36. Irving responded again, helping open up the Celtics' lead to what was at that point in time and what would eventually be a game-high 11 points, 50-39. Boston led 57-51 at the break, but a very spirited start in the third quarter helped the Sixers tie things up quickly. Here's Butler back down low to Ben. Simmons into the lane, two-hand jam, timeout Boston. 9.52 to go in the third. Simmons slams it. And the Sixers tie the score as Butler sets up Ben Simmons. You know what, Boston? They would rebuild the margin to 11. However, the Sixers bench, which was held scoreless in the first half, found its stride. Landry Shaman, a key three-pointer. Jimmy Butler was out there playing with a lot of reserves, and he kept the run going. The Moose Man was in the corner. Butler comes over to take the ball away. T.J. McConnell, Sixers with numbers. He fakes a pass and now goes to Chandler. Out to Muscala, three ball. It's good. Finally, Mike Muscala knocks down a three, and the Sixers tie it at 81. That was the score then, and at the end of three quarters of play, the Sixers behind Joel Embiid scoring seven straight points were in the lead, 89-86. to On to the fourth quarter, it was really competitive, really close. Entering the final minutes, Joel Embiid helped nudge the Sixers back in front. Embiid with it out top. Embiid with the dribble, takes it into the lane, sidesteps everybody, and dunks it. Boston wants a travel call. Embiid with a stuff. He's got 32. The Celtics would take a 106-105 lead with 90 seconds to go. The defense clamped down, and a new member of the 76ers starting five this season wasn't involved in the playoffs last year. Was able to shoot the team back in front with time winding down the fourth. Sixers outlet, they're playing five on four. Here's Chandler to Butler. Jimmy on the wing, back to Wilson. Chandler looks, shoots, three ball. It's good. Wilson Chandler knocked out a three, and the Sixers go up by two. 108-106, that was with 36 seconds to go. Kyrie Irving, an incredible 13-foot jumper with Jimmy Butler all over him with 21 seconds left. Tied it at 108, and the game went to overtime. It was a good start for the 76ers in OT. They went up 113-108 behind a Jimmy Butler basket with three and a half minutes to go. The Sixers, they would only score one point in the final three and a half minutes. A free throw from Ben Simmons. The Celtics went on a run, and guess who was leading the way? Boston with a rebound. Irving down the far side. Pulls up three ball. It's good. Kyrie Irving back-to-back threes. And the Celtics crowd is going crazy in Boston. And for good reason, it was 118-114 then. The final score would be 121-114. to 76ers shot just under 41.5% from the field. Boston just over 41.5%. Sixers with 15 three-pointers. Boston with 14. Uh, the Sixers shot 23 of 29 from the free throw line. 
the Celtics were 17 of 20. So you're saying, wow, it sounds like those numbers uh, were not only relatively even, but in some ways favored the 76ers. Boston attempted to get this 16 more shots than the Sixers. And based on that, um, on those extra 16 shots, they went, what, 7 for 16? And they ended up scoring seven more baskets than the Sixers. And that was pretty much the difference in the game. Sixers were plus one on the glass. Turnovers, a major problem for the Sixers. They had 19, Boston with 9. The Celtics outscored the Sixers 22-5 to in terms of points off turnovers. Kyrie Irving, game-high scoring total. His second 40-point game of the season with 40 points even. 17-33 overall, 5-10 of 10 from 3. He had 10 rebounds, 2. 23 points apiece for Jason Tatum and Marcus Morris for the 76ers, led by Joel Embiid with 34. And he also had 16 rebounds for his league-leading 30th double-double on the year. 24 for Jimmy Butler, Wilson Chandler with 15, J.J. Redick with 17 points. He was 4 of 10 from outside the arc. Ben Simmons, 11 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists. 76ers did not get a ton from the bench, just 13 points from the reserve corps in tonight's game. With the loss, Sixers are now 22-13 and 13 overall. The Boston Celtics improved to 20-13. and 13. The Sixers are a game in front of Boston in the Eastern Conference standings. Up next for the 76ers, a game with the Utah Jazz on Thursday night from Vivint Smart Home Arena. That game is 10-30 Eastern as the Sixers begin to stretch uh, four straight on the road against Western Conference opponents. It is a TNT game as well, but you can hear the game live on local radio right here on the Sixers Radio Network. We cannot thank enough Tyler Zuli and Brian McLaughlin back at the studio for working on Christmas night. We thank you for listening on Christmas night. Now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis, Brian Seltzer saying so long for now and final time the final score. It was the Boston Celtics 121, the 76ers 114 in overtime on Christmas. Have a great rest of your holiday. We'll talk to you on Thursday from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network. You've been listening to 76ers Rewind. Be sure not to miss new episodes the day after each game this season, all year long. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.